Dixie folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. Did you fail to dress up for tonight's show? No tie, an old shirt and slacks, a house dress? Well, don't give it a thought. We're glad you came as you are. We just want you to enjoy yourselves. Don't forget to visit our refreshment center during the intermission or any time. You love the tasty array of snacks we have to offer. So will the youngsters. Everything is quality and mm, so good. We hope you'll make this a weekly visit. Bring the family. Bring your friends. There are always wonderful new pictures to see, delightful snacks to nibble, a gay, pleasant evening for all. Oh, a word of caution. Don't drive over 10 miles an hour in the theater area for your safety's sake. And mom or pop, go with the kids when they leave the car. We hope you have a wonderful time. Come back soon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dead at the Starlight Drive-In. We're live from the Starlight's offices. They're letting us use it because it's 2 o'clock in the day. And they promised that made me, they made me promise to keep Carl out of the kitchen for at least three weeks. <laughs> Why? Why? What did I do just because I made that poutine and nobody liked it? No, they liked the poutine. They just didn't like the... 20 habanero peppers you put in it. Oh, okay. Okay, I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> but this here, in the next three films we're going to be doing at the Starlight is going to be biker films. So, we thought for the uninitiated, which sadly there is a lot, because of course everybody knows the big guns, Easy Rider, uh, uh, the, some of the others we'll be talking about tonight, but people really don't know its history. And the first biker film was uh, ripped from the headlines, based on a true incident where bikers took over this little California coast town, right, Carl? Exactly. And it was called The Wild One with Marlon Brando and one of Carl's favorite actors. And who would that be? Lee Marvin. Of course. Yeah, do like me some Lee Marvin, for sure. She considers herself a student of the biker film. Considers it the first one, the role model. Right. I mean, there were a lot of earlier films that featured motorcycles, even in the uh, uh, silent era. But when we when we talk about um, uh, biker films, we're talking like a group of bikers or what they would call what was it outlaw? Yeah, biker outlaw films? bikers, the post that World War II bikers who come back and when they left the army, they took their motorcycles with them, uh, the ones that Steve McQueen rode in The Great Escape. Right. And, and then they, they all congregated. I was just going to say they all came together. Yeah. And, and, and started, you know, motorcycle clubs. And that's how it started. And they didn't want to mess with society because after, well, they say that we didn't have post-traumatic stress disorder until Vietnam, but no. I think Sam Fuller said it the best. They kept making it nicer. First, it was combat, shell shock. Then, then combat was, fatigue. Yeah, then combat fatigue. And then post-traumatic stress disorder. Same thing. Yeah, the person that actually pulled that together, of course, was um, was the comedian, um, um, George... Uh, George Carlin, yeah. George Carlin, yeah. But yeah, these were people who were in shell shock and they did not want anything to do with so-called straight society who had sent them out to get killed. And for some of them, they came back home and they found out that the bastards who didn't go over and fight for their country ended up marrying their women and blah, blah, you know. Mm-hmm. They got a raw deal. Yeah, they did. 
Tell us a little bit about the wild one, Stephen. The wild one is basically Marlon Brando showing up in this small town and them and basically them taking it over until the sheriff rises up and stops them. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it has one of the classic lines ever. What are you rebelling against? What do you got? got? Yeah. (laughs) You know, one thing I do want to talk about very briefly is, you know, we talk about motorcycle gangs. But if you go back to various other genres in film, you have basically antecedents of that. You know, the Westerns, the outlaw gangs, and so on and so forth. So that is very, very prevalent within society that you find a group. Well, not just the outlaw gangs, the cattle guys, the cowpunchers, guys who just wanted to be free. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So just but wanted to make that even point. Even though the Wild One was a big hit, it was not followed up on the way that you would, well, the way that we would really expect when a big hit happened. It pretty much, this and uh, the Blackboard Jungle created the JD film, which is AIP's bread and butter in the 50s. Right. But now yeah, we got to go was- first. Go ahead, Carl. I'll finish. Well, that's I'll what finish. it was was considered. You know, really, the Wild One was more considered a, a JD film than 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 a uh, biker film, uh, and that came out in '53. The only film, really, that I know of that took the idea of a motorcycle gang uh, as evil or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. would be Motorcycle Gang in 1957. Yeah. Okay, here's the next thing. But the wild one was what parody in Mad Magazine and all of that. But what was the first on-screen parody of the wild one? Well, funny you should mention that because we are at at Deviant Legion, my group, we're doing a, a series of films on the beach movies. And if you take a look at any of the beach movies, or most of them, you will see an actor by the name of of uh, Harvey Lembeck. And Harvey Lembeck is a character that's based specifically on Marlon Brando, and that's Eric Von Zipper. And, and he's fucking hysterical. Yeah. And even in the first film, the Marlon Brando outfit and the trophy strapped to his motorcycle. And the hat. And he's got the hat, too. Yeah, he's got the hat. Oh, and something else I forgot. A lot of the images from the Wild One was taken from a Life magazine article of a photographer who took pictures of the incident that's detailed in the Wild One. So Lee Marvin and uh, Brando was definitely dressed like that. But yeah. Yeah. And what makes the Beach Party movie so special to get past them is that they were the first films to be first run in the drive in. Before that, drive ins yeah. had to eat scraps. But not in this case. No. And, 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 and it was perfect. Yeah. But the problem is, like most big hits, Marvel, is the case nowadays. They cranked them out, just boom, 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 boom. And within not even so three to four years. No, no, you could you could basically say two to three films a year. No, I'm talking they, three to four years was the whole thing between Beach Party and when they started panicking. Right. But what I'm saying is that you know, cranking them out. You're talking about three a year at least for a four-year period. And then there were the adjunct ones, you know, the ski parties and, 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 and that sort of thing, which was basically the same film, right? Yeah, when we say cranking them out this time, we're talking when you take some uh, Metamucil and you're cranking it out in the bathroom that fast. 
<laughs> We're not saying the Say movies that, are bad. No. I'm just saying they came out that fast. But that's for your awesome. show. But the postscript <laughs> was was just three years and already AIP was looking for the next trend. And the next trend popped up in there by this new biker gang that had just formed in uh, California. And they were getting a lot of press, both good and bad. And what motorcycle gang would that be, Mr. Kafer? Oh, that would be the Hells Angels. Angels, yeah. You cannot think of biker gangs without the Hells Angels. Absolutely. And so what what we have is basically from about 1965 to like 1968, 69, you have so many of these biker films. This was the golden period. You'd agree with that, Steve? Oh, God, yeah. But unlike most uh, uh, cycles, which starts out with the bikers or the whatevers as villains, then slowly they make them safe for the general public. This one kind of works in fucking reverse. (laughs) Yeah. Because as far as I can dig, if somebody else can do that, the first one... Is one that's going to be one of the three the three films that we're going to be watching, and that would be the Wild Angels. And if you're wondering oh, why the Wild Angels decides it being the first is still talked about today, just look at the freaking cast. Unbelievable. Like a who's who of young actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Peter Fonda. Uh, uh, Bruce Stern, Nancy Sinatra, Diane Ladd, Michael Pollard, Gail Honeycutt, and, and of course, members of the Hells Angels from Venice, California. And if it wasn't for the Wild Angels, we wouldn't have had Laura Dern and she's a hell of an actress, too. Yes, absolutely. That's where where, uh, Bruce Stern and Diane Ladd met. And yes, who knows? She might have been uh, um, conceived on the set. Who knows? Don't know that for sure. And we're not going to talk much about the movie because we're going to be doing that. That's going to be uh, the third film that we're going to watch. But a little bit after The Wild Angels was such a big hit, well, someone come to this guy whose speciality was doing whatever his bosses say for a set amount of cash money, right, Carl? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And that will be the one and only, may he rest in peace, Herschel Gordon Lewis. And since this was Carl's baby, tell him what's the second film that we're going to be watching. Okay. So the second film is going to be the distaff version. Of, of of the biker film. So we're going to be focusing on female bikers, and we're going to go with one of my favorite Herschel Gordon Lewis films, She Devils on Wheels. It is just beautiful. And the story and, and, about that one is just so hilarious, almost funnier <laughs> than anything said in the movie. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I think the story's great, but the stuff that's said in the movie is even funnier. Because they weren't allowed to swear, so you and tell them this story. They were real you do this well. female bikers who loved, who swore, drunk beer, all that. As a matter of fact, we're gonna play a little game during the movie. See if Carl can pick out the only non-female biker in that whole group. <laughs> oh, that's easy. Yeah. But we'll we'll play when we do the film. Oh, I love that. The rest of them look like tough, hard leather, mean motherfucking bikers. And then there's that. (laughs) And guess what? They are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they had, so Herschel 
had to figure out how to get around that. So we have some of the most hilarious cursing in movie history. Oh, it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> it really but, is. Yeah, and that is next week. The third film we'll talk about when we get to it. But yeah, from okay. here on, I mean, it was like the golden years. You had hell. Well, AIP started really cranking them out. But the difference is that AIP was able to slot in good actors. Jack Nicholson, uh, Bruce Dern, uh, just Peter Fonda. Yeah, Peter Fonda in another. Well, Peter Fonda only done one more, and we'll have to get to that a little bit. But, yeah, it was like uh, Hell's Angels 69. Uh, and one of the best, which I'm surprised none of us picked, is one that came out during the golden period. And it's from a director you did not expect a movie this fucking good. And that is okay. Al Adamson, Satan, Sadist. Oh, my God. God, that is so good. Oh, absolutely. And that's Russ Tamblin from uh, yeah. from uh, West Side Story. And when Russ Tamblin was on Twin Peaks, Carl, yeah. David Lynch asked him, do you still have the sunglasses from uh, Satan Sadist? He's like, yeah, why? I want you to wear them for your character. Nice. <laughs> you know, one, one of the things I do want to mention just very briefly when we talk about this uh, this uh, period of time, is that it wasn't just AIP. You know, we, no, we just talked about all Satan. all of them. It this was everyone. Satan status, of course, with Al Adamson. Yeah, uh, Independent International. Uh, right. Another one I love is Wild Rebels, which is one of your favorite directors, William Griffey. Yeah, William Griffey's Wild Rebels. You know, and there, there's just so many. There were so many. But when it comes to the female biker in the movie, we have to go back to the role model. And it was the originator of the lick my boot or die motherfucker type of female. Okay. And that would be Tura Satana in one and only Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Uh, yes. Can can I just like genuflect now and kiss her <laughs> yeah. boots? Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, really. I I mean, if you watch this movie, you will see where every tough girl of the Steve Biker movie came from. Oh, without a doubt. And that's not to forget the other two, particularly Haji. Uh, oh uh, yeah. Who really kicks ass? You know, they all do. But it's Tara Sertana that just you know. Everybody just gravitates toward that lady. Trust me. Yeah. She is the center of that universe. Just mm-hmm. the center of the universe. And we're all like, oh, absolutely. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, with, they with, were good. Go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, she's the center of the universe with rotating planets going. You understand exactly what I mean. Yeah. Uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> But what's funny is during this golden period, there really wasn't that many bad biker films. There weren't that no. many real stinkers. There, there's another one I do want to mention very briefly because we forget. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, – let's see if you know this. There is a biker film that was written by Charles Griffith, uh-huh. and it starred John Cassavetes. What's it called? Do you know which one? I'm... The Devil's Angels. The Devil's oh, Angels. The Devil's Angels, yeah. That was uh, Crown International. Yeah. Yep, that was Crown International. And don't, yeah, and don't forget Zalman King and uh, Trip with the Teacher. Oh, yeah. Well, that one I don't really, you know, I mean, that is a... Uh, Motorcycle gang, but that's more like uh, uh, um, imperiled females, right? Yeah. 
Well, that's after the bikers and scumbag era really kicked in. Right, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, and a lot of these movies, they're like, we just want to be free. We're reaching for that freedom. We're reaching for that freedom. Mm-hmm. And in 1969, they got their answer, didn't they, Carl? Oh, good God. And that good answer God. is summed up in three words. Go right ahead. I'm letting you have this one. We blew it. Yep. And that will be Easy Rider, which really is the coda trifecta of the biker film. I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that wasn't just, I mean, that was certainly a biker film, and, and I consider it that, but that was also one of the first real counterculture films that really connected both independently and then, of course, you know, with the studios. And then once the studios took over, uh, things changed, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. That the thing was, what's funny is it was supposed to be a... AIP film, but Mm -hmm. he didn't see it. He's like, I don't see it. Oh, we forgot too. And don't forget, when you get guys in leather, who's the first person that's going to come around going, oh? Uh, Well, you know, we just did uh, uh, cruising not too long ago. I think that's where they're going with this. Yeah, there's two of them, and they come out in 1964, and that will be one, The Leather Boys. Okay, and let's not forget that that's a Sydney Fury film, so our friend Dan Kramer just goes apeshit over that film. Yeah, yeah. And also, the almost mythological, in its myth, because of people who've seen it, Scorpio Rising. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and of course, Kenneth Anger was very, very much uh, pushing uh, sexuality and, and different type of sexuality. Yeah, he was LGBTQ. the first. Yeah, he was the first to look at it and go, "Oh bullshit, this is gay stuff." And he took his yeah. time to point it out in detail. Go and see that. You see that? You see that? See that? Look there. Look there. Yeah. And let's not forget one that hints at gayness, and that would be 1963's We Are the Damned. With Oliver oh. Reed and his boys. Mm-hmm. And, and, and may I just... Un- go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Finish up. No, you go ahead. Well, what I was going to say about that particular film uh, is that I have a favorite director. One of my favorite directors is Joseph Losey. And you, you know, this is a really interesting Hammer film, which, of course, has the LGBTQ uh, uh, subtext to it, but also is science fiction and really odd and really strange. And it is wondrous. It is, if and, and you get the other thing, to see it uncut. Right, and that's where, exactly where I was going. So what you want to do is find the cut that says these are the damned, not the damned. That's the American yeah. cut. You want the English cut, and it's called these are the damned. Oh, and there's another great film that came out in 1967 that Carl loves, and he says it bequeathed his favorite action film of the 70s. Okay, It came out in 1967. It's The Born Losers. But it actually wasn't released until 69. No. You know, not, not... Yeah. See, you love that movie so much, you know what year it comes out, right? I'm looking at the fucking list. Fuck you. <laughs> no, it's yeah, a good yeah. movie. It's a good yeah. movie. I'm 
uh, let's face it, I am not a fan of Tom Laughlin. <laughs> you know, let's just keep Only it at that. Okay. I truly love is, of course, uh, the born loser. But here's how right. bad, big the Hell's Angels were. The Wild Angels, Devil's Angels, Hell's Angels on Wheels, the Hellcats, Angels from Hell. <laughs> Hell's Bells. Yeah, Hell's Angels of Hell. One of the worst, most boring movies of the 60s. It would have been the most boring movie of the 60s and 70s, but we still got the basic point. And that is <laughs> the girl on a motorcycle. If you can't Fuck please, you. I love movie. this movie. Okay, point. Marianne Faithful was a goddess. I don't care what you say. Okay, just <laughs> say that. Oh, my bad. Uh, she Devils on Will was uh, teen... Nine- 68. 68, yeah. The Sabbath You know, and, and just going, is that the, just going is back that the for a second that, on... Go ahead, okay, okay, go ahead. Just want to go back for a second on Girl with a Motorcycle. It has one of the greatest fucking lines ever. Unzip yeah, the me. end. No, Unzip the end. <laughs> no, the <Okay>. end. <laughs> okay, fine. fine. <laughs> We're joking. But, yeah, <laughs> is the Sabbath 7 the one that was based on the Charge of the Light Brigade? Yes. Yeah, Matt Simber. That one is a weird one because you got a black biker film before black exploitation using football players. Hell, Carl was Oh, no, that's the because... Black Six. That's the Black Six. Oh, my bad. Black but, Six yeah. is what you're talking Here we go. We got the Easy Rider we talked about. Uh, five the Hard Way, a.k.a. Side Hackers, which is one of the darkest films they ever did on MST3K3000. Yes. And you know, Hell's uh, An- here's a funny one. Hell's Angel 69. Why is it funny? I don't know. Why don't you tell us? Because it didn't come out to 1970. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, okay, so yeah, that's uh, directed by Lee Madden of uh, yeah. Love Camp Nine. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Uh, Naked Angels. Huh. Run Angel Run. Satan Status. Sisters uh, and Leather. Satan Status, we've already that talked about that. That just sounds like a movie you'd beautiful. like, Carl. Sisters and yeah. Leather. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> now we're in Never the seen 70s, it. which they're still around, but the quality is not as good. You have Angel Unchained with William Smith. Yeah. Angels Die Hard. The Black Angels. That one's a fucked up film. I've never seen it, so I don't know that one. Yeah. But, and of course, okay. the film... Okay. And of course, I was just going to say, uh, of course, you say this is my favorite hate. film of all time, and no, it's bullshit. This is one Go ahead. That we both hate with a passion. And we don't <laughs> want to burn every copy so it won't be on William Smith's acting credits anymore, and that's CC and Company. They were trying to make Joe Ma- Namath into an actor, it wasn't working. <laughs> no. He looks like a big... He's great on the football field, but he's still a big fucking goof. Yeah. <laughs> Hell's Bloody Devils, which is a mashup between the unreleased film, The Fakers, and that and Biker thing. That's a bizarre one, too, if you ever get to see it, Carl, because that one has Nazi... Uh, Russian Nazi zombies. Uh, oh, okay. No, rock, bikers, not zombies. And, yeah, uh, yeah, but you know, you know, it's Al Adamson, so you know, yeah, that's one of those few Adamsons I've not seen. And here's one that most people haven't seen. If we were talking, you know, you said earlier about unknown ones. This one should be more well known because it's so fucking good. Little Paul, Big Halsey. 
Okay, with Robert Redford and Michael C. Pollard, and I worship at the altar of Michael C. Pollard. I truly do. This is one of the few really good starring vehicles he had. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great film, and, and, and anyone who hasn't seen it, go see it. Find it. Watch it. It's really good. And it actually is one of uh, Redford's better films. It really it's is. It's one of the few films where Redford allows himself to play a pure, true blue son of a bitch. Oh, without a fucking doubt. Yeah. Next is one of the most batshit crazy biker films there ever was. That means I love it. And that's The Losers. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good Yeah. What this one is. I know that is Nam's Angels. I know that is Nam's Angels. Nam ain't Nam's Angels. What it is is they take a bunch of bikers, drop them into Vietnam to rescue a diplomat. Wrap your mind around there. They take poor Hell's Angels, drop them into Vietnam, give them... Uh, motorcycles with machine guns and rocket launchers added to them and just let them go crazy over the Dom. Yep. And of course, if you like your Pinku or Asian films, you got the Stray Cat Rock series, which is Alley Cat Rock, Female Boss, Wild Jumbo, Sex Hunter, uh, Machine Animal, Crazy yeah. Riders. You would like him as about yeah. a bunch of badass. Uh, oh, I do. I know, I, I know those. I know those. Absolutely, I love those. And this one sounds like a fucking porno. Angels okay. as hard as they come. Okay, that's actually a really good one. Oh. Okay. And that's got that's the first starring role for for Scott Glenn. Oh, okay. But and don't also, you agree Gary, the I title think does sound like a porno title. Oh, absolutely. And, and <laughs> Gary Busey. And it was co-written and produced by Jonathan Demme. No, that's a hell of a one. That's nice. one of the best ones in the 70s. Seriously. And right after is one of the worst of the 70s. One of the most boring action films I've ever seen. Ain't a Chrome and Hot Leather. Uh, okay, and let's just say that the only redeeming quality, quote, redeeming quality of it, is that Marvin Gaye, our wonderful singer, uh, actually acts in this movie poorly, unfortunately. Yeah, what it is, is Vietnam vets coming home from the war, finding out bikers are fucking with their women, so they got to kill the bikers, using booby traps. Yeah. This is the Death Wish 5 of biker films. Yeah. Not good. Now I'm going to skip some of these. Well, Stray Cat Rock is Fat Crazy Riders. Delinquent Girl Boss. That's a really good one, too. Yeah. The Delinquent Girl Boss series is really good. And one of the weirder ones, The Hard The Jesus Trip. Which okay. Is about a I'll biker let you take named this one. Who, who hides out in a nunnery and helps save these nuns and just there. No, no Jesus trip. Yeah, that's the one where they take the Christ allegory and apply it to bikers. Yep. It's also called JC, right? Yeah. I think. Just try to wrap your head around that, Carl. A religion, um, a Christian allegory. I know it's hard to see. I don't even know if any prints still left. I just know of it. I've never even seen a well, trailer for it. I've read about uh, it. Well, you're going to see a trailer for it. Because we're doing those trailers that I sent uh-huh. you. There is a yeah. trailer in there for JC. Oh, awesome. Does it look as bizarre as I made it out to be? Uh, I'll give you three guesses. The first two don't count. Yes. <laughs> okay, there you go. Absolutely. 
And here's one that I love every minute of this movie up to the last three, is it three or four minutes of it, Carl? It's like about two and a half to three minutes. Yeah, The Pink Angels. It is a great film up until that fucking ending. And yes, we are talking about a a, a gay motorcycle uh, uh, group. So it's LGBTQ. And yeah. it is one of the weirdest of, of, of the biker's film. And I think we need to to talk a little bit about the weird ones because we're coming up on another one. So oh, we're I'll let you up take one of the weirdest goddamn ones. Two of yeah. them because they come out in 1971. Yep. One should have been called Werewolf on Wheels. Why? Werewolf because they, on yeah, Werewolf. Because they give all this ride about come see a biker gang of werewolves. All these hype for this trailer. Yes, werewolves on wheels. A biker gang full of what? There's only fucking one. <laughs> now, I happen to like the movie. I don't consider it a good movie, but it's one of those films that's just so out there that you just shake your head yeah, like, why? It could have gone more out there. You're like, why didn't you go full batshit insane? Why didn't you take this motherfucker to 11? You took it to exactly. you dumbasses. Do do a spinal I mean, tap on it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, the plot of it is bizarre enough as is. A, bo- a group of bikers run into a cult of Satanists and piss them off so they curse one of them to turn into a werewolf. I would have preferred to see all of them turn into werewolves. Yep. And this one is actually a good movie, and it's on Shudder right now. And if you haven't seen it, you need to. If you like odd movies. That's Psychomania, a.k.a. the Death Wheelers. This is about Mm -hmm. a biker gang that makes a voodoo's promise that if they die by committing violent suicide, they'll come back to the dead as invulnerable Undead creatures. Right, Carl? Yep, right. But it gets much, much weirder. Oh, yeah. And and the one thing I do want to say about Psychomania is it stars Nikki Henson and Beryl Reed, but it was the last film of George Sanders, who was a very, very famous English actor, particularly in the 30s and 40s. And he's near on his deathbed on this film. He, I yeah. think he died two or three weeks after it was filmed. And it's just so odd to see him like this. And, and I remember seeing this for the first time. And, and like, who is that? I know who that is. But that's, I, I wanted to make sure that everyone knew it was George Sanders. And, and, and it's, here, it's a really yeah. good film. Here's some middle road ones, Angels, Wild Women, eh, Bury Me an Angel. That one has one of the greatest posters and and ads for it. And it's, eh. Yep. And here's one with a bizarre title, Bad, Bad Gang. And Sleazy Rider, that has to be a porn. Mm-hmm. Don't know that at all. Don't know that at all. I mean, at this point, you know, you're you're getting into uh, uh, the end of the era. There's a couple that we do need to talk about. One is Hex. I keep forgetting about Oh, God, Hex. yeah, Hex. That one is one of the oddest movies you'll ever see in a good way. Well, it depends on how you like odd biker yeah. films. Because this one is set in 1910, and it has Gary Busey. Or actually 1919. 1919. 1919, my bad. And they're riding the old, old, old school motorcycles. The Indians. But they get messed up with these witches, and 
It has one of the most bizarre fucking endings I've ever seen either. Because it shows them driving I, off, then all of a sudden a fucking plane drive flies over. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, it has one of the best uh, um, best lines to promote the film. And uh, one thing, one can make things die. They're sca- they'll scare the hex out of you. Yeah. No, seriously, is that not cool as fuck? That is That'd awesome. Great. <laughs> and here's one that we've watched on the trailers, but I've never been able to track down a copy because it looks dumb as shit. And that's Road of Death. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that one. Absolutely, but do not know that one. This one because it has Michael Gow in a full-fledged pimp outfit, and that is yes. Horror Hospital. It's one of those yeah, things Mike, that most people yeah. say it could have been better. I'm like, fuck you! It has Michael Gow in a pimp outfit. With a car that cuts <laughs> off people's head and collects it in the basket. That's all I need to know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's one I was talking about earlier when it's finally come up, and that's the And wasn't the Black Six uh, Pittsburgh players, Carl? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so basically, So basically what you have... Here, I, I gotta get get to it. Give me a second here. Um, so so it starts several uh, National Football League people, including Gene Washington, with, who was with the San Francisco 49ers, Joe Mean Joe Green uh, with the Steelers, uh, Mercury Morris with the Dolphins, uh, Lem Barney uh, from the Detroit Lions, Willie Lanier from the Kansas City Chiefs. And Carl Eller with the uh, Minnesota Vikings, and then also you got Ben Davidson, who was in with the Oakland Raiders and also was in uh, um, a porno film. Do you remember that? Yeah. Beyond Green Door, and uh, Maury Wills, a recently retired Major League Baseball star, also has a role in the film. So there you go. That's the Black Six. And Matt Simber was like, "Damn it." I should have kept – the studio wanted me to change the ending, and Matt was like, but it's the charge of the fucking light brigade. Yeah. If you go back to the show we did on it, he actually does say, but it was the charge of the fucking light brigade. <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I was not on that show. I had something else going on at that time. So I missed Matt, but I did listen to the show. It's a great show. Yeah. And, of course, we got one of the films that if we de- if you describe it to someone, they'll probably call the mental facility about it. Oh, God. I know where and you're that going. Is the one, the only, Dark Town Strutters. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, a black exploitation. The- okay, hold on. Hold on. A black exploitation musical comedy film from New World, and, and that it's a favorite of Tarantino, and Tarantino calls it a ridiculous satire, which is kind. Okay, I'm just saying. Oh, I love it. Do not it's ridiculous. I mean, they come to a fucking house down, Carl. I know. They have the dramatics in a prison cell. They sing a whole song. They don't even free them. They just go, bye. Hey, see you later. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. one of those it, you it, have it, to it, see to disbelieve. Yes. And you do have and, to see it once. Yeah. And this is the first. Uh, this is the, the film I'm going to talk about next is basically, not basically, it is. The Australian version of Easy Rider film, they still have uh, conventions over there where groups of bikers get together and worship this film. And that is 1974 Stone. Have you seen it, Carl? Yes, I have seen it. And there's, of course, uh, reasons for that. Okay. 
um, no, actually, no, no, no. I have seen it, but but I I miss uh, misthought about it. Uh, I thought yeah. it had Lazenby in it, but it does not. No, it, it has you keep Burns. That's yeah, what it is. I mean, That's what I'm I love it because it shows him as this badass banker or this biker or this cop goes undercover to try to protect him from this political guy who one of them accidentally seen him and his cronies kill this guy. And it portrays mm-hmm. the bikers as these free, you know, free-loving, life-loving people. And it right. has one of the greatest fucking biker movie funerals in biker movie history. Oh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. This is a great freaking film. Agreed. Agreed. I don't see many. I'm going to keep skipping through because a lot of these they added just has motorcycle chases in them like uh, Gumball Rally, Hollywood Man. Oh, God, I forgot. Yeah, there's still this one. Uh, Northville Cemetery Massacre. That's another one that unless you're down south, you probably don't know of. I know of it. And and I've seen uh, trailers for it, but I've never seen it. It's a dark fucking film. Yeah, and the other title that that's known by is Freedom R.I.P. or Hanley's Angels. Yeah, Harley's Angels. Right. Which is just another way to wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Hell's Angels. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we can just skip. Fast Charlie and the Moonbeam Rider. That one actually counts. Yeah. Oh, and the only British biker film ever made. I mean, straight one, not like Psychomania. And that would be 1975's Quadrophenia. Yeah, that that to me is not a, 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 a motorcycle gang film. That's more mods versus... The Rockers. Yeah, but it's the mods more... were all riling their Vespas, which was the English versions of motorcycles for the team. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, why but I to me it's it always the English. Right. You know, and I understand what you're saying, but but I I still consider that more a social commentary on the politics and the social part. Oh but God, that's yeah, me. it is. It's still a great fucking film. You should see it any chance you get. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I tell you one we do need to mention. It's uh-huh. Death Sport. Death Sport. Is that that one with uh, Claudia Jennings running through the neon tubes, bare pussy naked? Absolutely. And, 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 and <laughs> David Carradine. And directed by Alan Arkus. And produced by Roger Corman. Fuck you. I love this movie. Yeah. And it was, I think it was her last film or next to last film before she died. I'd die too after knowing that people are going to see me dance around in a bunch of fluorescent twos, bare pussy. <laughs> well, I didn't think it would be know, that bad. And, I was like, and then my mom and dad walked in like, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, agreed. That's one of the reasons I love it. It's the what the fuck, you know, seriously. Yeah. Oh, in 1979, in out the 70s, uh, we got the best, uh, let's just take every vehicle that we can find and just crash the holy shit out of a movie ever series, and that would be Mad Max. Oh, God, yes. Only trouble Absolutely. was Mad Max did shit when it came out here in 71, and it didn't get any traction until 1982 when Road Warrior came out. Right, and and, and the thing is with the Mad Max, uh, the original film, they redubbed it in American. I was actually 
able to see the actual Australian version of that before anyone else did. And they that cut was out some of uh, violence, too. Yes, they did. Uh, uh, but I saw the original right when it came out. I, I think it was yeah. like 79... Um, it was like early 1980, he, uh, Howard, my, my Sherpa, uh, got it, and I went out to see it at his theater. Well, the U.S. is the only country that had the dub version, so he could have got it from Canada easy. Well, that's exactly what he did. Remember, he, I, we've talked about Howard and how he had Canadian uh, connections. Yeah. Okay, now we're in 1980, and this is the first, even with uh, Scorpio Rising we talked about, this is the first biker film with anal sex in it. And that okay. was Spatters by... Oh, <laughs> Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. It will make you, it will make you never see, hear this again the same way. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yes. Entry! <laughs> yes. And then we'll have one that is about the biker lifestyle, but it ain't exactly a biker movie, is it, Carl? But you know what? Yeah, it is. It, it most certainly is a biker movie. Yeah, Night Riders. You know, basically you have knights and, 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 and armor on motorcycles. And it is uh, probably the greatest and least known of George Romero's films. I love this film. And you absolutely worship at the altar of this film. I know you do. Amen. But the other one that we're going to watch, and this is the finish up because there really isn't that much in the 80s or the 90s. And besides, well, there's Streets of Fire, too. But that was a sequel to another gang film, but let's not get into that. It is uh, Hell's Angels Forever. What it is is because they were getting into so much legal trouble, they decided to take their money, which they were making all legally, of course, you can put the gun down. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> to make a documentary on them and their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're going to be talking about this weekend. Oh, boy. I promise you yeah, that y'all re- will be on the floor, Carl. But rest in peace, Sonny Barger. That's yeah. one of the reasons we're doing this film. Um, yeah, and this month. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the first week, which is this week, which will probably be out Friday, will be the one and on will be Hell's Angels Forever. Next week will be She Devils on Wheels. Why? Because go right. and get your craft, craphead. Okay, and, and I just want to mention one other film in the 80s okay. that go I ahead. really love uh, before we end up here. And that would be Cyclone. Oh, okay. yeah. You, yeah, you moved away from that. We could get into that whole thing like uh, 1990, the Bronx Warriors, uh, Megaforce, uh, uh, Time Rider. But, yeah, Cyclone. Jeffrey Cohen Cyclone is, builds a it, super it, it's cycle. It's an absolute and, blast. It's a blast. Directed except, by Fred Olin-Ray. Yeah, you know, Heather Thomas, Jeffrey Combs, Martin Beswick, Martin Landau, and Hunts Hall in his last film. And one of the fun so, games you can play with Cyclone is looking at Heather and seeing and playing the game. How drunk is she in this scene? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I I love that film. I fucking love that film. I saw oh, it on I HBO. Got it on it's a, just like, I got it on a a four di- a four disc set. One of those that uh, 
Shout Factory put out back in the DVD days. It has uh, Eye of the Tiger, Cyclone, and two others. Right. But, yeah, it's so, time yeah. for us. Yeah, we're just priming you for the rest of the films, which are good. We're not saying that the um, three films we picked are the best, because if we did, we'd be rehashed. Because how many podcasters do you think have done watches, commentaries, shows, uh, bibliographies, uh, interpretive dances on Easy Rider? Uh, several. Thousands. Yeah. And and no, I'm the only one that does an interpretive dance to, to that. So I just want to say that I have that, uh, you know, under under contract. It's only me. Yeah. And nobody and nobody wants to watch it either. So I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, now's the time to be whores. What are you doing tonight over on the DL? Keeping it on the DL. Okay, okay. so 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 tonight uh, we are in the month of summer fun, and so tonight we're doing uh, a really fine show commentary watch on one of my favorite baseball movies, and baseball is the summer sport, and we are doing the '70s version of the Bad News Bears. Personally, it's the only version that I would do. You know, uh, so oh, we're doing come that. On. What about Bad News Bears Go to Japan? No. <laughs> no. What about the Bad Beer? What about the Bad News Bears and Breaking Training? No. <laughs> and not even not even Rick uh, Linklater's uh, uh, remake of it. Which actually isn't as bad as people say it is, but it's no. You gotta. You know do why we? You know why we say that, Carl? Why? Because we've seen bad news bears and breaking training, and bad news bears go to Japan. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, they're bad. They're fucking bad. Uh, uh, and I just want to mention Wednesday. We're we're going to be doing a, a show, and you're welcome to come in if you're not doing anything. Uh, we're doing our. Um, we're doing a, uh, a memorial to uh, James Conn, who passed away. And, and oh, that we'll reminds be doing me that, our memorial probably this Sunday if we can get the movie together. Oh, uh, I've already got it. I'll get it to you today. Okay. okay? And what we're going to do on Sunday is we're doing a commentary watch on an early James Conn film, which is really, really good and really not well-known, and it's called Games. And it uh, co-stars Catherine Ross and Simone Signore, and uh, directed by Curtis Harrington. And it is really perverse and wild. You'll love it. Trust me. Yeah, and it's got more twists than a bag full of pretzels. Not pretzel sticks, yeah. pretzels. <laughs> yeah. And hard pretzels. Not soft mm, pretzels. Hard pretzels. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. it's all about sexual games, so it's got to be hard. Okay, just saying. Well, we'll get into that when we get yeah. into the movie, but all we're here tonight, me and uh, Miss Victoria Love are celebrating the 20th anniversary of a movie that got caught. In the traffic jam. And that would be John Carpenter's 1982 film, The Thing. Would ever in a drive-in age, Carl, would they ever pack four films that were exactly meant for the same fucking audience in two weeks of each other? No, they never would. Never would. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see you next time at the Starlight Drive In. And always remember the drive in will never die because it'll always be in our heart. Or some idiot will reopen the old old one hoping to make a little cash. Absolutely. And if, if anyone is, just let me know and I'll invest the $10 that I've got. Okay? 
<laughs> okay. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, everyone. Da, 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 da. Good night, sweetheart. Where is time to go? Da, 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 da. Good night, sweetheart. Where is time to go? Da, 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 da. I hate to leave you, but I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night. Da, 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 da. Good night, sweetheart. Where is time to go?